Hey, welcome to the party. This is Every Playlist Tells a Story. I'm Todd. I'm Jimmy. Back for another week of shenanigans. and Back from vacation, Back right? from vacation, baby. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you go? Spring break 21. Uh, I have never been a spring break guy. I've never... I mean, Are you I've kidding? Always... You didn't go your high school no. year? No. What'd you do your high school year? Spring Just laid around the house. Are you serious? Yeah, no. Just never went. I mean, there was many years of conversations of... Hey, let's rent a box truck and we can all just jump in the back and ride down to Florida and do all that, but never, never panned out. Oh, we were the donkey for all the alcohol down Daytona for oh, our yeah? class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We drove down. We had three cases of beer and well, the, the girls in our class wanted like all the various. So you, you were like bottles. the dudes in super bad going around, taking the orders and then doing the pre-shop. And then we were like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. The mule. The mule. Yeah. 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 So, so we went through a, we're down there for five days in Daytona Beach, uh, drank a case a day. So we were out by the third day. Yeah. So the last two days, I would go, I would go down uh, in the morning. There was a liquor store across the street and stand outside and try to s- sweet talk a girl <laughs> old enough to go in and give me a case of beer. And it worked. Jimmy turning on that charm. Uh, hey. And when it comes to needing beer for the guys, right. right. I'll, I'll sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, Panama City Beach. Oh, you were t- okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Drove down. PCB. No, flew. Actually, drove to Nashville and flew down. That was a quick trip. It was nice. I mean, it's coming back. It was. We had an eight o'clock flight. We landed in Nashville at nine, say nine o'clock. So it was about an hour flight. And uh, right. I, I got to thinking to myself when we got to the airport and we're getting off the plane. I was like, you know what? Normally, I'm still driving through Alabama. Right. Yeah, it's about nine hours from here, right? Something like that. Nine ten. Yeah. I mean, it's just a long ass drive. So it's every bit of that flight was worth it. Okay. It was just oh, because that drive. I mean, you get about two hours into it, and you're like, Jesus, I got forever to go before I even see a Tennessee state line. Yeah, you have to be mentally prepared yeah, for yeah. it. So now we flew down. It was the boys' first time flying. Uh, oh yeah how'd that go yeah um one of them really dug it sat by the window stared out the other one was no part of it that we got there and he was like nope i'm not doing that again <laughs> i was like well you're gonna have to do it at least one more time right but he was better on the way home he was better we gave him a little half benadryl at the airport so, you <laughs> he know drugged him just up. just well he was like dude <laughs> i just need to get on the plane and go to sleep i was like well dude you want to have a benadryl like yeah that'll do it go to sleep you're only in there up there for an hour he but it it was enough to calm him down so which was weird because on the way down we had great weather and sun was shining and you could you know see everything on the way back i think the pilot even made the comment that you know this flight's going to be like driving down a bumpy old dirt road because it was all those storms that were coming in well thank god one because he was inexperienced no yeah exactly okay but uh, see, I got some of the some of the high, highlights of my trip here. The the one thing I got to mention, and man, I try not to bitch about a lot of stuff, but there's one thing here that we go. completely aggravates me to no end. Here we go. And I'm curious if this gets under your skin. So I'm, you're at the airport, or you're in any public setting. Somebody's playing a game on their phone, watching a YouTube video, or whatever. No headphones. I got the volume turned up to where everybody around him hears. Does that does that make you crazy or do you care? I think that's part of it. That makes me insane. 
it makes me nuts because anytime did you uh, approach the person? No, I don't. I don't ever. I, I've thought about it. <laughs> I mean, the the latest scenario was you remember that uh, Jay and Silent Bob the fuck fuck motherfuck fuck song. Oh jeez, yeah, Not off the top of my head. It's but it's yeah, that's basically all the words. Fuck fuck motherfucker fuck. I've I've thought about just downloading that, and if I'm sitting next to somebody who's playing a game or watching some video on speakerphone with a loved one, just start playing that. Just because it just it drives me insane. You want a good battle? I have a volume battle. Maybe, yeah. I, and I don't really. I mean, I, number one, I, I I don't see myself doing it because I just think it's so completely rude that your shit's so important you can't turn it down for everybody around you. I don't. I'm a headphones guy, so if I'm listening to something or watching, I'm very. I try to be very cordial. And then the other thing is like, if someone's phone rings, if my phone rings and I'm in the public setting of some sort. I automatically hit that side thing to silence the ring so I can look and see who it is. I don't okay. just let it ring. It, at the same time, it drives me crazy. People's phones ringing. They're looking at their screen trying to figure out who it is. Are they going to answer it? They're going to not. Just ring. And it makes me crazy. I don't know what it is. A phone ringing like makes if, you crazy. Like if a phone rings, I'm fine with it. You know, you're getting a phone call. Cool. But yeah. when it rings like seven times while they're looking at the screen trying to figure out if they're going to answer it or who it is, man, silence that ring. Really? It, I don't know what it is. It drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay. The ringing is tolerable. I'm annoyed by like going through the grocery store and some kid's got an iPad watching some video or something while the parents are shopping. That annoys me too, but I get it. I tolerate that. But a full-grown adult sitting in a public setting watching some video or watching on some speakerphone call conversation, it just makes me nuts. God, I, I just, it angers me. I don't know what to say. That. I, I, that, no, nothing like that ever bothers you? You're no. just like, that's part of the deal? No, it's just, you know, I, I'm well aware. It's, well, you know, I come from, I'm the youngest of eight kids. Right. So I, I, I learned early that everybody's sense of what's normal yeah. is completely different from well, yours. Sure, sure. So that's their normal. That's just how they are. Yeah. And there's nothing really you can do about it. No, I, I know there's really nothing you can do about it. It's just, I just, I, in my head, it's just rude. And it, it, it makes me crazy that them people are so to, self-consumed with what, you know, what the 45-second YouTube video they got to watch. Right. They can't put headphones in or they can't wait and, or whatever. It just makes me nuts. Okay. God. I, 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 I don't share your So that's sentiments. how I started my trip is being aggravated at the airport with that, jackasses. So you're not going back to B&A again is what you're saying? No, I'll go back. You'll it's, go it's, back. It's not B&A, man. It's not the national. It's everywhere. It's insane. Okay. It's, you know, I travel enough that it never surprises me when it happens because it's everywhere. It's anywhere, everywhere, USA. Everybody's so self-consumed with their shit. I don't know. Just makes me just. You know what? If if this if you do this, if you're listening and you do this, and just just take a second, have a little common courtesy, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It's 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 the equivalent to me of the courtesy flush, public restroom. Yeah, which is rare. So that's how I started my trip. Man, it don't sound like it was a good trip so far. You know what? It's we usually go to another part of kind of the Gulf area, and I've gone there for. 20 something years and love the area and this was kind of a departure we've always talked about going to panama city beach we've always talked about going to destin just kind of seeing what it was like it was kind of an experimentation you know it's it was fine it wasn't terrible but it's you know 
the place we normally go, Gulf Shores, Alabama, we've been there so much. It just feels like home. It's second home. It's, you, know, you know, where everything is. So there's a little bit of that skewed, got to figure out where things are and doing all that. It, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was nice. It was just, but it was spring break, man. It was, uh, well, yeah, that's a destination. That is spring a break. spring break destination. You see a lot of, uh, like beer bongs and you know, crazy what? typical stuff. You know, they, they had plenty of signage everywhere that was, Hey, if you're drinking on the beach, it's illegal during the month of March and you oh. will be arrested. Oh, I mean, it's, there's a lot of threats, but you know, we did see a couple of people walking around with beers and koozies. I know, you know, we just poured stuff in water bottles, took to the beach with us. Was it tough to sleep at night? Like, was there? No, you know what? It wasn't the, the first night we were there. We got there on a Saturday. The first night was loud because the road we were on was, I guess, the strip. Okay. So, I mean, it was just hearing cars going, coming, going, coming. Second couple nights weren't bad. We left Thursday morning to come home. Wednesday night, I'm guessing the people in the floor below us just arrived because I, we had to get up around five to get to the airport and get on our plane and all that stuff. And uh, I know I woke up at four o'clock and they were still rocking. Okay. They were still, but it's, you know, it wasn't enough to keep me awake. I just went back to sleep. And then when we got up at five, they were, they were done. So. Gotcha. But yeah, the, and it was a weird setup because the hotel was on the beach side, but then you had to cross the road to get over to the parking area. Okay. So, and there was just a constant line. And I guess, I guess the golf carts are a big thing down there. The, souped up looking freaking golf cart like a deals. triangles on the back and all that yeah because i mean it was like for every three cars there'd be a freaking golf cart going with a bunch of yahoos hanging off of it and doing their thing and now had stereos and all that shit and it was nice and it you know at first it was like okay that looks like fun but then when you try to go somewhere and you're stacked up 50 cars deep behind some little fucking golf cart right that won't get over that was annoying too but I got to go to a salty, uh, salty dog shop. They had a salty dog T-shirt. Shop. Salty dog T-shirt. I haven't T-shirts. seen one of those in a long time. Yeah, that's like eighties. Yeah, I was sure. I was just like, and it was right across the street. I was like, shit, we gotta go. I went over there and I bought like two or three shirts. Yeah, salty dog. Yeah, wow. that's old school. Yeah, it is. And then I want to think. Was the weather okay? Or? Uh, it was. It was breezy. It was cool. I'll say it's not really. It was, it was a lot of overcast. Yeah. There was one day the sun was out. The one day I did get burnt was we went down to the beach. I wore like a zip-up hoodie kind of shit, sat in some chairs. And we got this thing where we go, like if we fly somewhere, we've done this before. We'll fly, we'll go to Walmart, we'll buy some cheap chairs, use them for the week. And on the last day, just find some couple and be like, hey, we're leaving. Do you want these chairs? Kind of pay it forward kind of shit. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, so we went down and sat on our chairs one day and it was... It wasn't terrible. It was, I left my, like I said, I left my sweatshirt on. And then I think we left and went and got lunch and then went back and, you know, just fucking full on fresh seafood and all that shit. Sat in that chair. And I think about 30 seconds, I fell asleep and woke up like an hour and a half later. And, uh, red face, you get sunburnt in the clouds. Oh, yeah. Florida sun, you bet. Easily. So, yeah, I had a little red face for a couple of days, but, you know, nothing, nothing so terrible at peeled or anything like that. And your boys, boys uh, celebrating spring break with the parents. How'd they go? They they went. They brought a buddy of theirs. Came with us. Okay. So they kind of hung. You know, they're in this. Kind of did their own thing. They did their own thing. They're doing this thing now, where like even through the normal school week, they get up at five o'clock in the morning, and like four or five of them go to the gym. 
okay. and work out, and then they come home and then get ready for school. So every day over there was, or down in uh, spring break, every day, you know, sometime in the morning, they didn't get up at five, but, you know, nine o'clock, hey, we're going to go over to the workout facility in the hotel and do what we can. Well, they're complete opposite of what we were at that age. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, complete opposite. So they do that, and they went on some walks on the beaches. We played cards every night. You know, just it was kind of a we we went and did a we did axe throwing, we did axe throwing. Yeah, throwing the axes. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot harder than it looks. Not your typical spring break. Uh, no. Well, I mean, it was just there was it was cloudy, it was cold, it was really windy. Some days. Some indoor stuff. Huh? Yeah, just tried to you know there was a go kart track. We went and did that. Just tried to do a bunch of little dumb shit. We did an escape room one day. You know, just what's that like? I was, you know, my wife's done it before in Royal Digs. It, it's, it was interesting. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't. You get, well, you get hints and you got to solve. Well, you go in stuff. a room and you got to solve various puzzles to get the next clue and all that stuff. And, you know, I think we got stuck a couple of times and there's a TV screen in there. So you just yell out, we need a hint. And then some clue will pop up on the screen. And <laughs> and some of the stuff was like, you know, I would never would have thought of it. Because there was like some locker to get in, you know, I had like a combination padlock on it and it had three cities from across the world and kind of had like a little blank with like a time so it's like find the map and figure out what time it is in seoul korea okay and you know and so you know seoul would be 12 so you know 12 24 36 or whatever it is to open the padlock and i i kept doing it tried it backwards tried it frontwards couldn't do it and finally just said clue and it came up and said you had to add three hours to the time to get the combination i'm like i would never would have gotten that okay that's insane okay so but it was fun we uh we actually i mean we it came down i think we asked for two clues and it it was literally seconds ticking down when we got out the door i mean i think we had like 12 seconds left or something stupid oh geez yeah so it was but but you know those last two minutes of holy shit we're figuring you know we're getting close to figuring these codes out and doing this and it was pretty exciting there, but it was, you know, it's at first it was really confusing, you know, shit. I don't, you know, where do you start? What do you do? There's a million things. And what's the first thing you're supposed to do? And like I said, we had five of us and then there was another group with us that had, I think four people. Okay. So there were nine of us in there. Now who are your five or the, who was the frantic one? Who was the calm one? I, you know what, man, it was my first time. So I just kind of stood back, soaked it up. You're the passive one. Yeah, I just you know, the the other group had some little kids, and you know, as frustrating as it was with the, like the padlock thing, trying to spin the little numbers to get to whatever the combination was. Girl had like fake nails on, and it was taking her forever. And I was just, I, I was standing behind her, going, "Come on, you gotta go faster. You gotta go. We, we don't have time." You for told this. her that? No, I didn't. I was just thinking it to myself. <laughs> but I let I let her go. Again, I'm a nice guy. I just. I was like, okay, you almost, you know, just kind of encourage her. Okay, you almost got it. There you go. Yep. That one goes to two. All right, do that. And, you know, but, uh, but my boys were all over it, man. They were speeding around. It was, it was like, this like is like a bunch of hunting this dogs. This is for real, man. We got to get this solved or we're all going to die kind of shit. Okay. So it was fun. It was interesting. It was, you know, again, I can see doing it with a group of everybody you know would be a lot more fun because it was kind of weird at the beginning with the other group of people we didn't have any idea who they were. Right. You know, and by the by the end of the hour, it's like, you know, you're all getting along. Everybody's trying to be polite and not step on each other's toes, but they, they were fun, you know. Okay. So, yeah, escape room, go-kart track was a little shady. I thought went on it once and said, I'm done. It was it, uh, Shady? A yeah, go, well, a yeah. Go-kart I mean, track? Some of the, 
some of the boards had kind of popped up so that you go down that big hill. Yeah. It was one of those wooden track ones. And oh. You, know, you go down the, the big hill to get back down on ground level or whatever, and there were a couple spots where I know I came off the ground because the boards were kind of bumped up, so you'd hit those boards and get some air. It was just, it was rough. It was like, I, you know, I'm not a roller. Yeah, you'd be going pretty fast, a guy your size. I'm not a roller coaster guy, but it was like, it was like I've been told riding wooden ro- roller coasters are pretty rough. They are ex- exceptionally rough. Yeah, it, it, it. I can imagine that's what the feeling. Now you've drove four wheelers, right? Oh yeah, I've ridden four wheelers. But like uh, over the Holiday World, they got was the Raven and the Legend. Yep. If you, if you've ever, it's like going across a freshly tilled or not freshly tilled, but like a a tilled cornfield. Yeah. That's hardened up. The everything's right, hardened yeah. up. Going across on four wheelers as fast as you can. Yeah. That's the best way to it describe just rattles it. Rattles. I mean. It's, it, it, it felt like it was shaking my brain. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it was just, I, I got off the first, after the first one, I was like, I'm done. And I think the boys went twice, maybe three times, and then they were, they've had enough too. Yeah. So. Yeah, as soon as we, that first hill on the, the Raven, I was just like, I'm ready to get off Yeah, now. that's enough. <laughs> that's this enough. fucker over. <laughs> uh, uh, and then we had, a, you know, obviously we had a rental car. So we flew down the Man, that was what I think it was Monday. We got up, went to the beach, and then I think we went and got lunch and did something, and came back and kind of hung out in the room. I think I watched a little bit of basketball, sat on the balcony, kind of stuff. Got up to go somewhere that night, reached in my pocket for the car keys, and was like, "Huh, the hole in my pocket." Oh no! Where the hell are the car keys? Oh no! So <sighs> that was my full-on panic, freak out, holy shit. And that was the day I'd walked over to Salty Dog and all that. So I called Salty Dog and said, you know, hey, man, I was in there an hour or two hours ago. Anybody find any car keys? No, nothing here. It's like, all right. So off to retracing my steps. Oh, boy. Walking, bunch walking the path, up. staring at the ground. I went over to, you know, walked back into the, the T-shirt shop and... I was like, hey, man, I, I called a few minutes ago about some lost keys, just making sure I called the right store. And he's like, yeah, I saw you walking over here looking at the ground. Awesome. <laughs> I knew awesome. you were the guy that called. And I was like, yeah, that was that was me. And so went over. Clark Griswold here. Yeah. So went over to the place where we checked in and got our parking tag, and somebody had found the keys and turned them in. Oh, wow. Was, but, you know, the whole time I'm walking, I'm on the phone with the rental car company on hold waiting for somebody to come on to say, hey, how do I get another set of keys? All right. It it couldn't it can't be their first real deal. God, man, but there's nothing like that panic of reaching in your pocket and feeling a hole and just going, "Holy shit!" Oh, yeah, we did one. Uh, what else? We did one of those uh, airboat rides, looking for gators. Oh, you went in, Lamb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Went through the. That was kind of cool. We didn't see any gators. Saw bald eagle. Followed him around a little bit. Just kind of scooted around on that. I know you talked about doing something like that when you went to Louisiana yeah, but the, a little while ago. Gators kind of catch on because the. Guy that owns a boat always brings a bag of marshmallows. Oh, our guy didn't. No. Yeah, that's the key to getting the gator to come over deal? here. Yeah. Okay. Well, he our guy talked like they move around a lot, so he would take us back to a patch where I saw you know I saw one here last week, and you know you see the, the I don't know if they're nests or what, but the where the everything's bent over and pushed down where they've been yeah. laying. Yeah, it's Florida. I mean Louisiana, they're probably a little more probably yeah more populated. But if nothing else, I didn't really care that we didn't see any gators. It was more fun just kind of riding around on that boat. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty cool. That was pretty badass. Yeah. So uh, did you meet any friends your buddies from New Orleans come over or no any no. of them come over? No, this was just straight up straight up family. Straight up immediate family trip. So okay. and then uh we pulled up 
another thing that happened that was just kind of fun for me was we pulled into some restaurant and as we're getting out of the car in the parking lot, there's some truck in the row behind us and the dude's got his door open and he's playing some rap music. And it was just, it was a, it felt perfect when we were all kind of getting out of the car. I felt like everything went to slow motion. Felt like there was a soundtrack to us getting out of the car, walking to the restaurant. Okay. A strut, kind of a strut song. Yeah. Kind of a strut song. And, uh, the boys, my, my boys and their friend were like, oh yeah, that's Pooh Shiesty. Pooh Shiesty? Pooh Shiesty was the artist. And they were talking about how he wasn't any good and they didn't really care for him and that wasn't their speed or whatever, but had a whole conversation about Pooh Shiesty. I'm like, God, man, I love that name. Uh, what made, makes him not good? You know what? I didn't get to me. It all kind of sounds. It's all the same shit. I don't know. Why well, this... it's not really up to us. It's up to them. To yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So I, I was curious why they. Think no, that's I didn't. Not good. I didn't get into why is he not good in some of the other stuff you listen to. Yeah, why is that sound not yeah. good as opposed to right. what you think is good? At the time, I was more for, focused on my blackened fish sandwich that I was going to get. Blackened fish. Oh, definitely go, definitely go with the blackened fish. You like it? Like Seals a, all them juices like spicy. in. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's the stuff right there. Blackened fish. I have three more highlights here. So Tuesday, we go to get in the car. And this, and this was probably my second real spring break interaction. So, as, you know, you've got to walk across the street and you go into the parking lot. And we're getting, I'm parked kind of weird in some vanted park kind of wonky so everybody was outside the car while i was backing out to make sure i could slide through everything didn't hit anything and as i'm backing out i got the windows down and they're like you know everybody's yeah you're fine over here keep backing up turn left or turn right you know kind of hear some voices and stop the car and look and there's some kid probably in his early 20s if i had to guess kind of stumbling along the fence with the security guard walking with him saying no stop 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 right here stop right here Paul Blart? Kind of, yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm like, oh, shit. Something's going on. So, And this and this guy that's stumbling has kind of stumbled into this fenced-in area. He doesn't know he's trapped. So he kind of stumbles into the area. And he's he's within five feet of the boys trying to get away from the security guard. Goes around this van, realizes I'm fenced in. Guards with him the whole time. Comes so he's around, on foot. And he, Yeah, they're on foot. They're just walking. Basically, it it, it looks to me like this kid was over somewhere he wasn't supposed to be. Security yeah. asked him about it. He gave him the big fuck you, started walking away. Security guard wasn't having it and was following him, trying to get his info or whatever. Okay. And the kid wasn't having it. And he he looked drunk or something. I mean, he, just the way he was walking, the look on his face. And he wasn't coordinated enough to he wasn't, find his way out. He was not cooperating okay. with the commands of the hotel security or whatever. Right. I hear this, you know. Don't do that again or you're going to the ground. And about this oh time, boy. I'm like, get in the car. Because this is all happening 10 feet from us. And I'm like, boys, get in the car. And then so the door opens. And then the immediate thought is, this dude's going to jump in the car and tell me to drive. But it didn't happen. As the boys are getting in the car. <laughs> not I, that smart, I hear, I hear, I hear a security guard go, oh, shit. As I turn to look, I see him pick the kid up and put him to the ground. And I'm like, that's boys that's why you fucking cooperate somebody <laughs> tells you to stop just answer the damn question that kid would answer the questions across the street he'd probably been doing whatever he's doing and been gone and it was probably something stupid like hey you don't have the wristband on to come into the pool area are you <laughs> staying here you get to steven seagal yeah 
You get on the ground. And, yeah, and by this time, another security guard has showed up. But, man, it was just like that. I mean, as soon as I heard the security guard go, oh, shit, I thought, yep, this is happening. This is, this is where it's happening. So, and this is fucking 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. This dude's this dude started early. All night bender, man. Yeah. So then, I guess later on that night, the boys went to go sit in the hot tub or something. And when they came back, it was like, hey, we saw that dude that got put to the ground earlier. They were checking out. They were checking out. <laughs> Shit, yeah, they were checking out. They got... They, <laughs> they checked out hours ago. They got told to leave. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's right. They didn't put. Uh, there were I, when I, my senior year. There were there was a few of them that got put on a Greyhound bus home. Oh yeah, they had a flight airplane yeah. ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And know? so the, yeah, that whole conversation after that interaction with them in the parking lot, I was just like, man, what's that phone call like? You know, I'm coming home on Monday because I couldn't keep my shit together or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Or Tuesday or whatever day it was. That spring break. It's fine. It's right yeah. there. Uh, I have an announcement that's kind of, I don't know, important to me. I don't know. You ever wear the Crocs? Those Croc shoes? Uh, no. Croc Nation, baby. You know, I am in. There's a meme out there that has a picture of Crocs. Yeah. And up the top of the meme, it says, you see the holes in the shoes right there? And at the bottom, it says, that's where your dignity leaks out. That's fine. These things are fucking comfortable. You've been hanging around Corey again, haven't you? You know, he's the guy, he's been Croc Nation for a very long time. He, I think he invented Crocs. Probably, yeah. yeah. He's a Croc guy. There was a Croc store or whatever. We went and looked around, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try them on. It's like slipping your foot in butter. It was just like, holy shit. So I'm you, in. I'm you all dipped in. your feet in butter? It felt like it. Before? putting these, Huh? Well, yeah. You haven't? Well, continue. <laughs> but no, yeah. So, you know, obviously not sponsored by anything, but man, shit. They're official Crocs. They're not like truck stop Crocs. No, these these aren't Crocs. These are Crocs. It was a okay. Croc store. Okay. Yeah. So, right. so I'm pretty happy about my purchase. Highlight of my week. This is I'm. I'm oh, we haven't I'm, even got to the best. This part. is the, the best part. Okay. So we get there Saturday, park across the street, like I say, and uh, every I drop everybody off. They go up to the room. I go park. I'm walking down the sidewalk to get to like the crosswalk to get over. Cause like I said, this is Saturday night, spring break traffic. So a billion cars. Right. So I'm walking over to the crosswalk and a truck drives by. It's docking, reenacting there. It's not love video. <sighs> that would have been awesome. Okay. I would have chased him. Yeah. Uh, but a big old white monster motherfucker Ford 850 or whatever it is. Hell of a hammy. Lights underneath four doors. And I'm I'm walking, minding my own business, not bothering nothing. Mm-hmm. As this truck goes by, I hear, "What's up, fuckwad?" <laughs> to look up and see like the dude in the passenger side back seat yelling at me out the window. Right. I've I've immediately become fuckwad. <laughs> and I'm like, "Were you with your family?" No, it was just me. Oh, okay, just gotcha. on my own, man. Just, yeah. they were already back up in the room, and so I'm I'm walking and I'm looking at this kid. And my first thought was, "Man, if I had a freaking soda, I'd throw it at you." Oh, really? But then a couple of seconds went by, and I was like, you know what? I am fuckwad. Hell yeah. So I embraced it. So the rest of the trip, I was... To me, that's just a compliment. I mean, it's like a... Yeah. You know, and the kid was smiling, and it, you know, at first it was it was startling, and I think that's why I was like, man, fuck you. But then after a second went by, and kind of, we locked eyes, and he was, you know... I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's cool. I'll be fuckwad for you. I mean... They've probably been driving forever, and they, oh, they're God. down here in Spring Break spring Central, break, and they can't wait to yeah. like, get a vibe for the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. 
So that kind of set the tone for my week. So yeah. And there was another day I was walking through a park. You need to hear that. Oh uh, yeah. Loosen up from the yeah, yeah. cell phone exactly. issue yeah. you had. So I, you know, I'm walking through the parking lot a couple of days later and I'm smoking a cigarette and some guy, you know, some truck drives by and dude hangs out the window and is like, dude, I just do my last cigarette out a few miles back. I need another one as they're driving by. Yeah. And I, and I just kind of was like, thought to me, man, you know who you're talking to? I'm fuckwad, man. You, you said that? You addressed me as such. No, that's just a thought I had. Okay, good. Gotcha. I mean, they was driving by. I would Even if I would have said anything, he would, you know, they were rolling by. But So, yeah, I, I went I went on an Did impression. you give them a cigarette? There, there was no chance, man. They was rolling by. Okay. I so would they, they didn't even stop. If they would have stopped, okay, gotcha. I would have gladly given the dude a cigarette. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I had a donut place down there. Went down there at like 7 o'clock in the morning, and it was like 45 people deep in line. It yeah. Was, it was crazy, man. Yeah. But. Spring break. It's their, this is their money time. Yeah, but there was, you know, spring break. A couple kids got shot over some bullshit. Some Sounds dude, like a normal spring break. Some no COVID Face issues. jumped out of a 23rd floor window and the parachute jumping. didn't open. You're right. I mean, just crazy shit, man. It's, it's, I could see that being a party place for when I was younger. Yeah, and get it into was. It, but it was. And, and I wasn't bothered by it, but it was like, God, y'all need to settle down. Uh, this is coming from a how old are you 50 you're right yeah yeah 50 year old guy says settle down telling a 20 21 year old 50 year old fuckwad says settle down boys yeah no it's it was it's a long life it was what Trust it was me. it was what it was man it's it was spring break and but i did buy my very first you know i got my official spring break 21 t-shirt which i was happy about i like salty dog uh ron john how many t-shirts did you get? Man, I tell you what, look, when I was packing, it was like one of those deals where it's like, I just, I have a ton of just shitty t-shirts. I don't really have any good, nice t-shirts. Really? You don't like preserve certain concert t-shirts? I mean, I've got some, but there are places I can't wear the, you know, nice motorhead t-shirt, you know, if I'm going to a backyard party or something, it's not appropriate. I mean. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, well, some places are, some places aren't. There are some things you go to that. You know, I can't go to Easter Sunday at my mom's wearing my Motorhead T-shirt. Can't, no. So what do you wear besides your Crocs? <laughs> I'm gonna, well, now it's going to be a Ron John or a Salty Dog shirt because it's just a nice spring break, you know. It's a, it's a nice T-shirt. Nothing says not I am who I am out. like a Motorhead T-shirt. Well, I know. But there's some places it's not appropriate. We got my second shot yesterday, dude. Sitting over there waiting. You're fuckwad. Waiting you don't f- care what people well, think. Well, true. Yeah, I've I've not fully embraced the whole fuckwad mentality. I'm still working it out. Yeah, because fuckwad would not care about the fuckwad, cell phone yeah, volume. Fuckwad care. Yeah. He would not care about but, uh, you know, cell phones ringing seven times. Right. Yeah. No. You're right. You're right. We need to work on that guy. I'm still. I'm still. Like I said, I'm still trying to embrace what, I, it, what it is to be fuckwad. I think that guy was. I think it was your guardian angel. I think he's telling you the light. God, it could have been. Hey, angels do exist on this earth. That's true. Dude calling me fuckwad could have been the turning point in my life where it's just start letting shit go. Exactly. I'm pretty exactly. good about it. There's some stuff that I, I really don't. There's well, some stuff. A lot of stuff doesn't bother but me. But stuff that bothers me really gets I in there. I bet that list is endless. What? The stuff that, stuff bothers, that me? bothers you? No, not really. Really? It's a handful of things. I'm, Dude, I'm laid back. Shit doesn't bother me. I, I am a, okay. it is what it is. In most cases, 98% of the time, it is what it is. There's 2% I really have strong objections about. There's, I, it's not so much about stuff that bothers me. It's just, you just learn to tolerate that everybody's oh, different. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I get that. You know, there's people that sing at work that 
can't sing at all. Right. But you know what? That makes him happy. Yeah. That makes him like that's their way of bending whatever stresses in their mind. I get it. So even though they can't even get past one verse, you know, I can't even finish a verse of the song. You don't say nothing. That's no, just, yeah, you let it go. You let Sometimes it go. Sometimes you sing along with them. Yeah. That's what Fuckwad would do. Fuckwad would jump in. Would, would he? I don't know if you you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I feel it, like Fuckwad would be like, yo, shut up. I feel like that's a Fuckwad move. Yeah, but then you're running his day. Yeah, I know. I don't. I, I want to be. I want to be a positive fuckwad. Yeah, and you just let it go. That's right. To, feel it, man. Feel to, it. Yeah, that's what. That's what he would say. Trying to be a crock wearing fuckwad. Yeah, we got to work on Tolerate. that caricature. Yeah, I'm working on it. Right, I'm still, yeah. like I said, I'm still feeling it out. Yeah, I think this was good medicine for you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Makes you. I had reevaluate. I, I had not thought about that dude being my guardian angel. He was. There was okay. no question about it. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly what you need to hear. All right. And that's what I needed. He's just making he's making sure he's just keeping you in check. That's what angels do. That's right. That's right. Okay. What about you, man? What do you I've rambled here for Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> How do I follow up? Well, I mean, I just a couple of things. Um I was I saw JJ French has a new podcast. Yep. Uh JJ French, um, former manager of the band Seven Dust, but more famously known as a former guitarist for the 80s metal band Twisted Sister. Yes, sir. And famous for We're Not Gonna Take It and I Wanna Rock and not so famous for songs like Love Is For Suckers and Stay Hungry. Stay Hungry and the song that ended up being the death knell was uh, the rendition of the 50s song um, Leader of the Pack. Leader of the Pack. That's right. Uh, He has his own podcast now. He's got a few episodes out there. I listened to the first episode with the guest being rock festival organizer slash rock com- promoter, Gary Spivak. Uh, he's responsible for rock on the range and rock Lahoma. Okay. I think they got new names now, both of them, but it was out promoting a new movie that he, um, created called long live rock. It's all about what makes a live concert. Great. It's, um, I think it's on the website longliverockmovie.com. You can uh, maybe 10 bucks to watch it or whatever, okay. but it looks interesting. It had that a lot of like a fun watch. Yeah, a lot of good interviews there. So I'm going to go check that out. But did you speaking of Twisted Sister, there was a documentary or documentary. Documentary. Right? Documentary of uh, Twisted Sister I watched years ago. Have you ever seen that? I don't even remember what it was called. I mean, I've seen like, you know, behind the music, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, this was a. This, I don't ninety minute twisted sister story and talking. Was it when they did the two thousand one reunion concert? Was it wrapped around? No, that? this was this was retracing the history of the start of the band and all this. I mean, basically, no, I've seen basically stuff like it that. laid out that this was the hardest working band that barely got anywhere because it just they just talked about how they just gigged and gigged and played shows night after night for years for years and just struggled at it before they even got any kind of note you know notice. Yeah, they got turned down a lot. Yeah. But it was it was a, that was a pretty fun little watch. Yeah, you talk about they were, they were burned out by the time their first album oh, came yeah. around, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, they were talked about some interesting. They had some interesting topics. Um, they talked about the greatest and most disappointing shows they've seen live. Uh, Gary said the greatest he'd seen was and the one that inspired him to take um, you know, live concert organization promoting to make it a career he saw u2 at the us festival 
I think it was day three, it was before even the War album came out. He said they were playing like their lives depended on it. Nice. It inspired him. to ch- It changed his life. He said the most disappointing was the Metallica Guns N' Roses tour. What was that, 92? The riots, St. Louis yeah, riots. Yeah. It, it, Guns N' Roses waited 90 minutes to come out on stage. Uh-huh. And he said that is... It, 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 that's when they were being called guns and refunds right back yeah. in those days they were yeah. just a horrible band to see live now i know this may be an impossible question to ask you but could you todd come up with your greatest and your most disappointing concert greatest concerts easy 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 okay robert plant allison Krauss, nashville tennessee raising santor really spiritual okay it was it was it was i remember you talking about allison Krauss was I think we brought it up once from my money voice of an angel yeah. and robert plants robert plant and it was a great combination though. it's easily my favorite concert i've ever gone to and it is and there you know there's no pyro there's no yeah it's well, I mean, craziness going on it's union just stations pretty artists down. performing brilliantly yeah worst concert oh that's hard to say i, I mean ones that you've walked out on no, I've never walked out. I stay. I have. I go early and I stay. Even if, okay. What'd you walk out on? Uh, it would have been uh, August 88, Monsters of Rock Festival. Really? Uh, it was Kingdom Come. Okay. Was the opening act. Great. Yeah. Great, great set. Uh, followed by Metallica. Okay. Um, that's when Jason Newstead just came on. I think right. their Brand the Garage Days Revisit was a current album at uh-huh. the time. And, um, then it was Dokken, okay. uh, Back for the Attack, great, all great. Scorpions are next. Savage Amusement was the album they were promoting. Uh, okay. Is Rhythm of Love? Come on. No. All those bands are great. And then came Van Halen. And the only reason it was bad. And this is Hagar Van Halen. This is Hagar Van Hagar. This is OU812. Gotcha. The only reason it was bad is because Sammy's voice was shot that night. Okay. So they went to, they like sung, they tried a couple songs and then they went to the bass solo they tried another song and then with the drum solo and then it was a guitar solo and then they tried to close it out and you, you add in the van hagar songs like when it's love and, right and uh love comes walking in and all that stuff it's just we i was with four three other guys you know from school and we it was our senior year and we all agreed let's just leave you know this is awful right and we actually we walked out on them you know what i stand corrected i have left a concert early okay David Lee Roth, Bad Company, Indianapolis. But that wasn't for that reason. No, it wasn't for that reason. But I, I, I did want to correct it because we, we did leave before Bad Company came out. That's right. Yeah, the original. And it would have been good to stay. Yeah. But that's not why we were there. No, it's not. Yeah, that wasn't. We were there to see Roth. That wasn't the point of the mission. That was the first time I'd seen Roth. I never saw him in Eatman Smile or any of this. Yeah, I think that's probably. I missed out on yeah, the 84. I think that's the same for me, too. Yeah, so it was to <laughs> see the one one of the guys we worship out there in the rock world. That was enough for me. And we had time for ice cream. And we had time for ice cream. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That was the reward for that leaving was the early. reward for leaving early. And they also, and you know, back to JJ French's podcast, he also talked about how rock festivals, and I didn't know this rock festivals in Europe are government funded. Really? European governments are much more embracing of rock metal than the United States who it's privately funded. So would, I wonder if that makes them like the promoter where they get, since they're funding it, I guess the profits go back to the government. I or a partnership of some sort, maybe. There's got to be a partnership there's involved be. somehow. Yeah, but yeah, 
but they they look at it as an economic 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 boost to this thing, yeah. impact thing. Yeah, so they're willing to put take the loss, I guess. Right. You know, take the downside, so yeah. there's no risk on you know having hmm. all these artists come together for festivals. And JJ French brought up there was a mayor in a town in Bulgaria, grew up a metalhead, you know, Iron Maiden fan, all that. Took down now Bulgaria's in the east, the old Eastern Bloc, you know, communist uh, yeah. Soviet Union bloc. Uh, took down the statue of former Soviet leader Joseph Stalin, and in its place put up the one and only known statue of Ronnie James Dio in the world. Really? Yeah. Took down Stalin, put up Ronnie, a statue of Ronnie James Dio. Badass. Uh, there was a mural of uh, Vladimir Lenin in the town. He painted over it with a mural of David Coverdale. Oh, of white snake deep purple fame yeah all right yeah you can imagine that wow yeah so that's interesting jj french's podcast uh, there's about four or five like i said i'm gonna check them all out because he's got an angle in the rock business i think what's it be, called do you know what it's called uh the french connection french connection no, yeah that's sexy very very uh memorable there okay uh i also wanted to talk about your bracket from last i think it was last it was week, last week yeah did my yeah, bracket and compare them to the loudwire's final results now loudwire on the website is down to its final four, so we won't know who the winner is till next week. But right. I couldn't go like tick for tack. They didn't put the bracket out there who won each, but they did get down to final four. And I, I'm happy to say that three of your final four oh, did I do? matched okay. the public opinion. The only one that didn't win was you probably can guess it. Probably Beastie Boys didn't Beastie make Boys, it. Beastie yeah. Boys, yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, they got beaten in the second round by, I'm assuming, second round. It might have been the first round because they played. Five finger death punch, but Guns N' Roses beat them, and then Guns N' Roses beat Molly Curry to get the final four. And that makes sense, and in, in the grand scheme of things, I, I mean, think, the Beastie Boys is a personal pick, but that that group there was probably the easiest to beat. What Beastie Boys? No, that bracket there. Oh, okay. You had Five Finger Death Punch, Beastie Boys, Guns N' Roses, Three Days Grace, Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, Shine Down, Motley Crue, in that group. Yeah, I, I you know. The other ones were tough because Van. You put Van Halen and ACDC together, you That's know, tough. and yeah. Ozzy and Led Zeppelin together, you right. know, and both deserving to be in final four. Sure. So true. I can see how Guns N' Roses got there. So to recap, what it, what are the final four according to Loudwire? Uh, ACDC, Metallica, Led Zeppelin, and Guns N' Roses. So ACDC versus Metallica. All right. Led Zeppelin versus Guns N' Roses. Correct. I'm going to say ACDC. Wins, and I'm going to say Led Zeppelin wins. As you projecting on the Loudwire thing, yeah. Correct, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and then you had Led Zeppelin winning. Yeah. Winning it all. Okay. How much do I win if I get this right? Um, You get... uh, Fuckwad gets bragging rights? Fuckwad gets bragging rights. I don't... Maybe put in money for a plastic trophy, I don't know. Okay, all right. And just says Fuckwad wins on it. Fuckwad wins. Yeah, and (laughs) no no year. That way it, it lasts forever. That's right. So, yeah, that's all I got this week. All right. Uh, and I think, uh, I think you're first this week, Jim. Okay, let's do it. Top of the first, like, you know, we got a, you know, we got baseball starting up here. Yep. Um, we got Cardinals and Reds, uh, happening. So well, let's do it. Of course, this is Holy Week, Todd. Holy Week it is. Um, you know, we're in the middle of Holy Week on the Catholic calendar, end of Lent, end of sacrificing, you know, my sacrificing of eating pizza. Right. I'm, you know, been thinking, you know, what pizza I want to get. You know, and, and it took somebody who was not from here that moved here for work to point out that there's really no like New York style or Chicago deep dish style pizza. It's all 
kind of pan pizza. Right, yeah. Or, you know, like Una pizza. Uh-huh. So I'm like, man, really? With like a really thick piece of Chicago-style pizza to celebrate the end of the land. Just a big old fat, thick. Yeah, but with the sauce on top, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But I'm try- So I'm going to have to go out town to find it. I don't think there's really anything around here. I mean, I think the closest is probably, what, Indianapolis, something like that? Maybe Louisville maybe got something? Maybe, yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to to drive a distance. I'm going to start doing some research on that. But anyway, yeah, we got Easter coming up, so that'll be end of Lent. Um, uh, Today in particular, Friday is, you know, we got Good Friday. Good Friday. Yeah, this is a day of observation to uh, commemorate the passion of the suffering and death on the cross of Jesus Christ. Bring it home. Uh, Holy Week. You know, very unique days is Holy Thursday and Friday. Probably my favorite because this is when Jesus was the most human dealing with his own mortality in the world. Okay. You know, very popular subject in rock metal, you know, dealing sure. with mortality. Uh-huh. Uh, there are many rock songs directly influenced by this day in particular. One that I did not, I was not aware of until I heard him talk about it, but the song Holy Diver by Ronnie James Dio. Dio explained that once... Easter song? It is a Good Friday song. Oh, is Deep down, he uses a lot of innuendos to hide it. Okay. But he explained, and I'm trying to think what that, I can't remember what, somebody done a documentary um, <laughs> uh, on metal, like back in 05, I think. And he explained Holy Diver. He said that the Holy Diver was Jesus Christ, but on another plane, planet or existence, getting ready to experience Good Friday again on that planet. He goes on and says, so this, this, the same thing happened on this other far distant planet. This is Dio talking, so it's very, you know, Dio esque. Like sounds like a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, well, yeah, he's on another far distant planet. Okay. And all all the people on this planet are calling him the Holy Diver because he's about to go to another world to do what he did for us on Earth, uh, absolve everyone of their sins by having himself killed. And the people in the song, according to Dio, are saying to him, "Don't go." You know, he uses innuendos, like I said, of tigers and stripes and hearts and being eaten. And it was it was meant to show just how selfish humanity is, that that this one form of hum- humanity on this one world said, don't go down there and save everybody else. Stay here. We need you. You are ours. I never got that from Holy Diver. But it was the same kind of idea that Good Friday is. So after hearing the interpretation from Dio... Can you go back to the lyrics for the song? And I started doing that on the way out here, but you got that long intro at the beginning yeah. with the wind blowing and right. all that. Yeah. I, I I couldn't get it. I I still don't get the connection that okay. He I guess he had this idea and then he covered it up with like you know ride yeah, and the sometimes, tiger. Sometimes and maybe things get too covered up. That there's a cat in the blue. Then yeah. you gotta find words that rhyme. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's buried deep down in there. So it's but, a very loose association, then maybe. Yeah, or just very well hidden. Okay. Because what is a cat in the blue? Uh, is a cat in the blue coming out to you, holy diver? I mean, the cat represents something. Sure. That ties back to what I, he said. Really, about. I think you need to sit down with pen to paper and just decipher this thing. I think you need to make that your work. Get your big whiteboard. I think the cat is his father. Okay. The Lord's Father, maybe. His God. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I think is what he's called. Yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, so maybe the tiger and the cat, they all represent oh. all the stuff. So I think that's what Dio is. He's just covering up what is 
real intention is, which so, is clever. So the higher power is a feline persuasion. Feline persuasion. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say about that. That would make sense because the Egyptians dug the cats. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as everybody Bert, knows, the Egyptians, they know they knew what was up. Oh, Burst Dickinson sung about cats in the song Power Slave. Yep. And that was an Egyptian. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a god, why can't I live on, you know? Yeah. Stargate. Stargate. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, another song, Soundgarden, Jesus Christ Poe is pretty obvious. I um, freaking love that song. Yeah, it's a song about the ridiculousness of being a rock star, yeah. the excesses of it. I mean, there's a line in there, arms held out, in your Jesus Christ pose, thorns and shroud, like it's the coming of the Lord, and I swear to you that I will never feed your pain. You know, so obviously the crucifix plays into that. Yeah, back, it, when, I worked at a, back when I worked at a record store, and that record came out, uh, one of the promotional items I got at the store that I had, I don't, I have, I have no idea where it even is. I pro- hopefully it's boxed up somewhere. Well, it's a collector. But you remember those, uh, you remember when we were kids, you'd have those tall glass like candles that had a candle in it, and then there'd be like a sticker on the outside of the glass. You know what I'm talking? It was a candle basically in a glass jar that was like a real tall, thin cup. And then there was some sort of sticker put on it that, you know, I always remembered the, picture of jesus crucified on it it was a uh, it was okay yeah yeah just like a tall candle basically and, and you have to like you reach down, down into it yeah so uh, one of those came and it was that jesus christ crucifixion scene on one side and then you flipped it over and it was the lyrics to jesus christ pose sticker on the, it was like a cd single or no it was it was the candle Oh, a candle itself. The, the, the actual promotional item that oh came to the store God. was a. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, you got that? I think I've got. I got to go digging. That is. There's a there's a box of treasure special. I have. Yeah, it's it's something that I can't imagine me tossing unless something happened and it got broken, and I don't remember it getting broken. Can you imagine how much a diehard Soundgarden oh, yeah. fan would pay yeah. for that? But I dug that. Another song, Black Sabbath song after forever from their classic '71 album Master of Reality. Very pro-Christian song. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Ozzy singing. Uh, here's lines from the song Ozzy. Uh, I, I think it was true. It was people like you that crucified Christ. I think it is sad. The opinion you had was the only one voiced. Will you be so sure when your day is near, you say you don't believe? You had the chance, but you turned it down. Now you can't retrieve. I'd never imagined Black Sabbath. Preaching every one of their fans to go to church. Let us bow our heads. Do what I say, not what I do. That's right. That's Ozzy Osbourne. That's right. And then you got Nine Inch Nails with the song Hurt. Now, the band name itself, I've always heard that the Nine Inch Nails was the length of the nail used to crucify Jesus' cross. Now, Reznor says, you know, he had N-I-N. He just it's, yeah, he needed something to go with it, mm-hmm. sort of like STP went with Stone Temple Pilots, right. just because they saw the motor motor oil label. You're right, yeah. So that's what Reznor says, but I've heard this rock and roll rumor. Who knows if it's true? But he, in the song, heard he says, "I wear this crown of thorns upon my liar's chair, full of broken thoughts I cannot repair." Other metal bands, oh, one of my favorite metal bands. You're talking about the Good Friday and the Crucifixion and all that. Judas Priest which was a substitute swear name long before they became a band. And then the idea behind that is it's better to say Judas than to say the name, swear the name Jesus, breaking one of the Ten Commandments, right. and not take the Lord's name in vain. 
Uh, Rolling Stone, Sympathy for the Devil. There's a line Mick Jagger says, I was around when Jesus Christ has his moments of doubt and pain. Made damn sure that Pilate, that's Punctious Pilate, the guy that can, you know, judged and condemned Jesus, washed his hands and sealed his fate. And then you got go to the Metallica 91 Black Album, The God That Failed. I see faith in your eyes, never hear the discouraging lies. I hear faith in your cries. Broken is the promise, betrayal, the healing hand held back by the deep and now follow the God that failed. That song is about Hetfield's mom dying from cancer because uh, she put her faith in the, the man nailed to the cross in front of her faith in doctors. Oh, wow. So Hetfield was having a lot of issues Struggles. with that. Yeah, which probably led to why he was so... <laughs> he drank so damn much. Right, and, yeah. You know, that led to the uh, some kind of monster... Debacle. Debacle that really they should never released. They right. should, it, the whole mystery of Metallica was ruined oh, yeah. by that thing. I'm a big fan of keeping that mystique. Yeah. Let them in a little bit, but don't show them everything. Yeah, they showed them too much. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just one more song here. Tori Amos, uh, Crucify Myself. Got a lot of airplay on alternative radio in the early 90s. Yep. Uh, love Tori Amos. Great looking lady with a lot of charisma. A little earthquake record is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant lady. So disappointed she got that plastic surgery, though. I haven't seen that. Uh, if you've oh, seen yeah. her lately, it's just, okay. It's her, but it's, it's not her. Right. It's not mm-hmm. the way you remember her, you know? Cause, gotcha. Uh, but in the song Crucify, looking for a savior in these dirty streets, looking for a savior beneath the dirty sheets. I've been raising up my hands, drive another nail in. Where are those angels when you need them? You know, all stuff that relates to the day, Good Friday. Where are those angels when you need them? They're Where? driving down PCB strip, yelling fuck water, people. Hey, yeah, exactly when you need to hear it. When exactly you got, when, when you, when you got in town. Plus, there's a laundry list of Christian rock and country songs, along with church hymns influenced by, you know, Good Friday. They're, you know, the count is endless on that. And... It's country world was where I picked my song this week. I went with uh, Were You There When They Crucified My Lord, as performed by Tennessee Ernie Ford off his 1957 Spirituals LP that reached number five on the album charts that week or that year and eventually went gold. It was the second of four albums that uh, reached gold status. Tennessee Ernie Ford would end up with a total of 60 studio compilations. Studio and compilation albums total. Ernest Jenning Ford, born and raised in Bristol, Tennessee, home to the Speedway, Bristol. Yeah, I've been there. Speedway. Uh, I heard, wasn't it this past weekend they're supposed to have a dirt race? Yeah, I don't know much about it. I heard just a little bit of rumblings. I didn't pay attention, but yeah, I think they put dirt in there. It's like the first time in 50 years. Yeah. But it got canceled. But it rained like hell. The storm had come through, yeah. It was a mudslide or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. (laughs) Because of pretty pretty, uh, steep inclines in in that speedway. I wonder if they're going to have it this weekend. I don't know. I'll have to check that out. But Tennessee Ernie Ford made a name for himself as a DJ in the L.A. market after serving as a bombardier, a pilot in the World War II fight against Japan. Tennessee Ernie Ford, probably most famous for a song, you load 16 tons. What do you get? <laughs> Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. Seven weeks at number one for that song in 1955. 20 million copies sold. Jesus. Uh, the origins of the song. Judas, sorry, Judas. What's that? I said Jesus. I said, sorry, Judas. You did see? I know. Here you are. It's Good Friday. And here you uh, are. Yeah, Judas. The origins of my song this week, uh, were you there, are really unknown. The multiple sources have it 
uh, first appearing in William uh, Elazar Barton's 1899 book, Old Plantation Hymns. In 1940, it made its way to the Episcopal Church hymnal and eventually made it become a standard in all Christian churches. Because the source of the song's origin is in a book called Old Plantation Hymns, you have to believe that William Barton first heard this song amongst the 19th century enslaved African Americans. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it feels like, with not knowing the origin, it feels like that's something that something somebody overheard back in the days where... right. You know, out in the cotton fields or whatever sitting yeah at night on the porch or you know whatever and singing was the thing to do and that's an angle i never really thought about because i mean not only is a song about the suffering of jesus but it's also about the suffering of slavery i'm gonna tell you the first time i heard this song it was uh on april 20th 2003 i was on interstate 35 it's a cold cloudy easter sunday just after a game where the kansas city royals beat the detroit tigers four to three now this was the day after we went to our first cardinal game together st louis cardinal game together okay do you remember this weekend uh this would have been 18 good fridays ago (laughs) (laughs) a lot has happened between Were we in like a uh, suite or a skybox or something? Was it some sort no. of corporate thing we went no, to? Or? No, no, no. It was a buddy of mine, a mutual friend of ours. Was this the weekend we went and saw ministry? That's right. And then went and saw a ball game. That's right. Okay. Next day, it was a yeah. day game. Cardinals lost 43 to Diamondbacks. Yeah, you and Misty went to the ministry concert Friday night at Pops, I think, yep. in Sauge. Pops and Sauge. Yeah, we're talking you know, 18 good Fridays ago. I, wow. We were, I think I was supposed to go to that concert. You and you and Butch were supposed to meet us at the show, and I don't remember. I don't remember I bought, what happened. I remember I you bought had tickets. tickets. Yeah, we got there. We got hung up. Wasn't you got hung up with something. I don't remember. Yeah, if it I can't was you remember or either. It was Butch or what it was, but I remember you guys didn't make it, so we ended up just catching up with you. I don't know if maybe the next day at the ballpark. Yeah, we, I think we just went on the back to the hotel. Yeah, because we got in late, and it was like the show was going to be just about over right. by the time we got there. Yeah, so we were driving. It was just well, there was a big storm that came through overnight, Saturday night, and so it was just a nasty Easter Sunday at Kauffman Stadium. And so we were driving north, you know, toward Minnesota. That was that was a weekend that we were doing the baseball tour. Right. Yeah, that's why we went separate because you guys were going on west. Going on, and we were going home. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had uh see Friday night or Saturday was a day game against the Cardinals. Sunday was a day game in kansas city and then monday we were in minnesota and then tuesday night we were in uh chicago wrigley field okay we were doing the grand tour but yeah it was a cold nasty we were all by ourselves on interstate 35 and this song came on (laughs) (laughs) this is like perfect it was just perfect Uh, i think mainly that's why i picked it that and you know it it this song is probably if there's anything tied to this particular day in the Catholic calendar, Christian calendar, it's it's this song. Yeah. So that that's my song. That's it. That's the only reason I picked it. Okay. Tennessee Ernie <laughs> Ford. Were you there? Were you there? That's right. Okay. So Todd, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even occur to me to to try to find something nice for a good Friday. 
podcast. <laughs> a good Christian song about Jesus, yeah, and so, your uh, song is? <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I dove into the whole ZZ Top thing, and my band today and song today is kind of an offshoot of that whole Southern Rock, Soul, Boogie Woogie stuff. And I thought about this a little bit because there's a couple of artists as I make my list of what songs I want to do and things pop in my head that, you know, it's, this this could be the first in a, in a series that pops up every now and again of, hey, if you like this band, maybe you will like this other band. So kind of an association thing. And I, yeah, I'm, I don't know what the title of it I would be, but it's kind of a, hey, if you like ZZ Top, you may very well dig the band Cadillac 3 because there are a lot of similarities in the vibe and the sound, especially the early Cadillac 3 stuff. So... You're connecting the dots to everybody. Kind of trying, yeah, a little bit, yeah. But it's just, it's, it's, you know, there's bands that sound like Led Zeppelin we've talked about. There's bands that sound like ACDC that. Yeah, I seven hear. degrees of separation type thing. Kind of deal, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, we're inspiration, if you will. So, uh, like I said, the band I'm talking about today is Cadillac 3. The song is called Soundtrack to a Six Pack, which, uh, again, I don't know if that's a traditional Easter hymn or not, but. Uh, there are churches probably, probably somewhere. Yeah. Um, the or Easter egg hunts or what something. was that Tim Wilson song? The first Baptist bar and grill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Probably in that church. Yep. So the song itself, soundtrack to a six pack, just kind of looking into it, saw an article which said, uh, they were talking about how they came up with that title after a friend of theirs went and saw their show live and they asked him, Hey, what'd you think? And he said, man, you, you guys sound like, soundtrack to a six pack or something similar to that oh nice so that's so they kind of took that idea and wrote a song around it per what i found on the internet and i will say that if there if a band was told to write a song you know write a song about who you are what you're about what your sound is this is a great great example of of who they are i mean lyrically sound wise it's just if you listen to this song you for me get a very true sense of what this band is, what they're all about. A lot, yeah. of re- a lot of references in there. You know, they reference Charlie Daniels. They talk about, there's a line about Billy Gibbons. It's just, it's just about hanging out, having a good time. It's kind of one of those deals where, like if you were to, you know, you see in the movies, those big bonfire party kind of things. Everybody's hanging out, drinking, having a good time. Like the beginning of Jaws. Yeah, you know, before some shit goes down and somebody gets <laughs> eaten or fucking... Jeremy gets pissed off because Becky's over there talking to Chad and being too giggly and, you know. They in a life kind of deal. Yeah. Story I mean, just, here. This band to me is it just that good time, sit around and have fun with your friends, hang out, easy going, nothing too serious kind of shit. So, right. What I will say about the Cadillac 3, and I've thought about this for a couple of days going into this, I have, like, you know, we did that bracket thing with Led Zeppelin being the winner for me, probably my favorite band of all time. If I had to narrow down to my favorite current times band, I would probably say Cadillac 3. Okay. I'm a, I'm a very strong fan of theirs. How long have you been a fan? I'm going to say probably five or six years. I'm say, uh, I'm a to a while. They've been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that they've got, let's see, one, two, they've got five or six records out. I know I've been a fan for at least the last three or four. I was getting confused with, um, what was that band in their late 90s? They had Cadillac in their title. Can I, can I Make You a Promise was one of their big hit songs. I'm going to look at that. Drawing a blank. Yeah, keep talking. Okay. So Cadillac 3, definitely there's a hell yeah factor to the sound these boys from Nashville make. 
one of the descriptions I found is sounds like a rowdy sounds like rowdy country meets rebellion rock, or as the band calls it, country fuzz. Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of a southern culture on the skids of with that little bit of monotone kind yeah, of there's, feel. There's kind of a, a very I don't want to say basic lo-fi, but there's a there's a very true non-polished garage band sound to them. And that's and that's the early, you know, the first couple of records are like that. Early stuff I've got here is a uh, it's swampy, it's garage bandish, backroad bonfire in a field Saturday night stuff. These guys can play a festival with a country act one day, open for a rock band the next, and kick back to a country gig the following day. I actually these guys opened up. I did a run of Travis Tritt shows, and the lineup was Travis Tritt. Support under that was a, it would switch off one night. It would be Charlie Daniels band. The next night it was Marshall Tucker band. And then Cadillac 3 opened up the shows. Okay. And they fit right in, but they've got such a rock vibe to them that I could see them opening for any rock band as well. But it was kind of cool watching those guys, seeing them live, because like I said, I'd, I'd been a fan. So talking a little bit about the band, uh, Jaron Johnson is the vocals and guitar. Got a drummer, Neil Mason, and gentleman by the name of Kelby Ray is the lap steel alchemist is uh, how he was described. Say that again. He's an alchemist? The Lap Steel Alchemist is how he was described per the band's website. Very. He's the Lap Steel player. Very. He's an expert at it. Alchemist. Yeah, he's very good. Interesting. And one of the things that's interesting to me is uh, early early stuff. The newer records that have recently come out have more of it, but uh, early stuff, no bass. Like The Doors. Like The Doors, except for that one song you pointed out. Well, the whole album. Yeah. God. And then again, we watch this kids in the hall doors fan skit before this. And, and it, when I, you know, when I, when I think about this band, not having bass, I think about that skit. And then my favorite line from that is, you know, talking about not being a bass in the song. Don't let that scare you. My friend, let that liberate you. And that was marvelous three. I'm thinking of freaking marvelous three. Okay. Freak of the week. That's a song. Gotcha. That's why I, I always think of marvelous when I hear Cadillac three. Okay. Uh, the band was originally known as the Cadillac Black, and prior to that, they were all members of a band called American Bang, which I kind of vaguely remember a band called American Bang. Went through and listened to some of their songs, and it's it's what you'd, you'd expect from late 90s, early 2000s. Got that sound to it. Yeah, yeah. Post-grunge type right. thing. So they've had five albums out. I said five or six earlier. They've had five records out. So for me, they've hit that legacy mark with the 2020 release Tabasco and Sweet Tea. The second release, actually, in the year 2020, they had a record come out in February. Tabasco and Sweet Tea. Tabasco and Sweet Tea. uh, Yeah. I don't know about that. Oh, come on now. Have you done it? No, but I've had both of them separately, and they're good. Separately, yeah. I've had maple syrup and, you know, (laughs) Pork steaks <laughs> separately. Also, I don't know that the titles to imply that you have them at the same time. Oh, okay, that's yeah. interesting. Well, I mean, why talk about then? I don't know. All right, I'm gonna shut up now. Okay, so yeah, they had a, a record. Uh, Country Fuzz came out in February of 2020, and then kind of a surprise to all. A couple weeks ago, this Tabasco and Sweet Tea record comes out. So I guess these boys are are doing pretty good on their quarantine productivity that's good put a whole record together yep so like i said i kind of getting ready for this i dug through the the discography and run quickly through take on the album so 
2012 self-titled record, Cadillac 3, 11 solid tracks. This is, for me, one of the few records that I could honestly listen to from start to finish. There's not, there's not a track on this one that I go, eh, it's okay, I'll skip over it. I put this record on, I can let it play all the way through. It's, for me, it's a fantastic record. It's really hard to highlight any specific track, but just for the sake of discussion, I would go with, uh, there's a song called I'm Southern, which for the chorus, I'm Southern, it ain't my fault. My daddy came from Louisiana, like the hot sauce. It's kind of the vibe they're putting out. There's a song called I'm Rockin', which I really dig. It's a great broken heart song about a guy who's, who's bummed out because he lost his girl. She went away, but uh, the idea of the song is, hey, man, if she asks about me, I'm doing just fine. I'm rockin'. Every rose has a thorn. That's right. 2016, second record, Bury Me In My Boots. 14 tracks on this one. It's a little more polished, but a signature sound. Uh, the song called Slide has a rock and clap and stop thing to it. Uh, my Song of the Week, soundtrack to a six-pack, comes off this record. It's one of the songs on this record that kind of throws back to the sound from the first record. Like I said, this one's a little more polished, so there are a couple of tracks on here that are a little grittier, a little rawer. I'm, I'm guessing maybe kind of hung out from uh, hung out from maybe the sessions prior. There's also a song on this one called Ship Faced, Ship, S-H-I-P. And uh, every time I hear it, it reminds me, years ago, a bunch of people we were running around with went to Kentucky Lake, rented a houseboat, a couple houseboats actually, and just kind of went out for the weekend, anchored, sat, drank, partied, had a good time, did all that shit. One on one of Kentucky Lake activity. Yeah. And it's, you know, there was, all, you know, of course, there was the girl that came along with the dude that was the drunk girl who fell asleep in her chair on Saturday at two o'clock because she passed out. And then for me, this is just a great song to just kind of hang out with. It, I always think about that Kentucky Lake trip. It was a good time just hanging out with friends, being on the lake and just being stupid and getting away from everything. So highly recommend doing that. I've thought about doing that again. We've talked about it a couple of times and, the debate now is, do you do it and bring the kids, or do you just say adults only and go hang out with your friends and be stupid? I would not bring the kids. No, it's a different vibe if you bring the kids. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to be more behaved. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but that song always reminds me of that weekend there. And 2017, Legacy Record comes out, 11 songs. This one shows a little more maturity in the songwriting. Uh, not as gritty as the earlier stuff. This one, for me, is not my favorite record. There's one song on there called uh, Dang If We Didn't Get Drunk Last Night is probably the track on there I like. The rest of it's just kind of, I don't know, they're maturing a little bit, trying to find their way, which it's, I appreciate. You know. So there's less songs about alcohol, is what you're saying? I don't want to say there's less songs about alcohol, but the... <laughs> it seems like alcohol's in every title or yeah, every there's, there's a lot, lyrics. There's a yeah. lot of reference to booze in these, yeah. these ones, yeah. 2020, like I said, Country Fuzz comes out. 16 songs on this thing. And uh, what I like about this record is it's a mesh of what they've been doing, but it also sounds like somebody kind of got a funk record for Christmas. A little more bouncier. Yeah, a little more bouncier. So their sound's kind of evolving some. It's not as dirty, gritty, uh, but still, it's still a good time party record. That's a lot of material. Yeah. There's even, I mean, there's even some stuff on there that just I hear and I think, man, that's a, that's a Prince guitar riff. Stuff like that. So it okay. sounds, sounds like they're exploring a little bit on there, which I appreciate. It's a good record. And you get that many songs, and it ends up being like the White Album or Physical Graffiti right, kind yeah. of variety show. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like all the songs are kind of in that vein. So it sounds like, you know, to me, it sounds like they went, we're going to be slying the family stone from Louisiana on this record. And then every song's that kind of vibe. 
Everyday people. <laughs> and then again, 2020, Tabasco and Sweet Tea comes out, 11 songs. I will admit, this one kind of took a minute for me to wrap my head around. First time I listened to it, it was... I was asking myself, what is going on? Because it's it's even more funk. There's a little disco feel to it mixed in with kind of what they've done. But I will admit, for the next three to five days after listening to it and going, eh, maybe I'm not going to dig into this one. Some of those grooves, man, some of those hooks got into my skin, got into my head. So I've, got, I've since gone back and listened to it, and I, I love it. It's a funky, weird mesh of, like I say, funk and southern rock and What's the album called? Tabasco and Sweet Tea. Tabasco and Sweet Tea. Yeah, it's a good one. And again, for this album, the Tabasco and Sweet Tea is the first song, standout track, Head Over Wheels, and Sweet Southern Spirits, pretty much a straight-up 70s, easy top kind of feel to it. There's even a disco groove, Money Ain't Shit. Money Ain't, okay. Money Ain't Shit. Yeah, all right, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All in all, a solid showing to date of how a band can evolve, mature, whatever you want to call it, and not lose their flair for me. It's, again, that first record, top to bottom, you can't go wrong with that Cadillac 3 record. Second record's pretty good. It's got the soundtrack to a six-pack on it. My advice is if you're going to be drinking some beers this summer and swinging from a rope tied to a tree, jumping in a body of water, you need some jams to fit the mood, this is probably going to scratch that itch for you. Oh, I thought you were going to rhyme. So uh, when you said swing from a tree... Good Lord, child, go out and get some Cadillac 3. Damn it. Damn it. I know. Missed the boat on that one. I'm the tunesmith. You are the tunesmith. You're just a guitar man. That's right. (laughs) My opinion, there isn't a bad time for these cats, whether you're doing something fun like that or just hanging out, cleaning the house. Cadillac 3 playlist always feels right to me. So, You said they're from Louisiana? No, they're from Nashville. They met in Nashville? Yeah, Nashville. Okay. Nashville cats. Okay. uh, All right. Lot, again, and you know, we talked about the no bass when they were doing that opening slot. Yeah, there's no bass player. It was a guitar player, drummer, and a lap steel player. And the lap steel player was kind of the keeper of the groove, I right. guess you could say. Yeah, so, that's hey, can't argue that. No, it's it's great sounding instrument. It is, you know, and there's even some of the songs where just listening to it. I mean, it's like I'll hear a banjo in some place, and it's it's like it's like you know when you're eating something and there's some spice there that you weren't expecting to taste or something, you hear a little banjo lick and it's, I get excited of, about it. A little tad of nutmeg. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's gotcha. a difference in chili with and without brown sugar. That okay. Brown, that brown sugar subtle, but it's there. All right. Yeah. That's some slow spices. Okay. Yeah. All right. I dig it. So that's my song. Cadillac three soundtrack to a six pack. Fantastic band again. What a great combination of songs this week. Yeah. So you can uh, take the high road, and I don't want to say take the low road, but maybe the fun road. Right, yeah. There you go. Because broad is that road. <laughs> broad is that <laughs> Is that road. Son of a gun. <laughs> That's all I got, Jimmy. Okay. Closing thoughts for you? Or, so Easter, you getting in with your mom? or Don't know. Don't know. We were talking about that last night. I haven't had that discussion yet. Okay. I know, you know, last year this time, everybody was in panic and stay away, and everybody stayed home, but I don't know if we're going to... I'm I'm assuming we're gonna at least go by and yeah, because spend I a think, little time. I mean, I've gotten my shots. I think my mom's got her shots. I know my brother's gotten his first one. Yeah, I've gotten my first one. My boys are, I think, scheduled for next week to go get some, okay. get the first round. So it's rolling out. So yeah, next week the mask mandate is yeah, lifted, man. right? Yeah, so it's coming around. It's slowly but surely. Yeah, we we are. It's 
we got an Easter thing at like noon at the one of the golf courses. We've got some, you know, by by the plate, you know, oh, okay. all the cart kind of thing. But it's kind of ballooned up in the family. It's where I think we're up to almost fifty people now. Wow. Yeah. It's so this be, is a family thing you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, no, put me down for four, put me down for six. And then one sister's like, put me down for 12. No, I had two more. You know, you got extended families going sure. on now. Yeah. And, oh, well, okay, go ahead and add eight. Yeah. You know, and now it's just like, geez, this is, I mean, don't stiff them on the tip. That was my recommendation. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, you can serve 50 people. That's a practically That's a, a me- yeah. catered, you know, uh-huh. isolated event. So. Yeah, we got that Sunday, and then we go to my wife's grandma after that. Yeah. So two meals in one day. I'm going to try to figure that out. You um, guys going to do any, you going to do some Easter egg hunts with uh, the daughter? Yeah, yeah, after the grandma Saturday meal. Or, okay, so just a family one? She's got a good yard to put that in. Nice. Uh, just a little, yeah, for her, just that. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't think there's really any public ones going on that yet. I've I've started seeing a few kind of churches and things talking about maybe doing something on Saturday. But okay. I don't, you know, it's been years since I've had to. Yeah. Well, it's going to be good, so. Maybe yeah. Should, should be a fun Easter. Yeah, should be all right. Yep. All right, well, happy Holy Week to you. Thank you. Same to you. Let's go get some pizza next week. That's right. Pizza next week. All right. All right. This fuckwad signing off. (laughs) I can't top that. (laughs) See you later. Bye.